The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am your host, Alyssa Amoroso, and today's episode is brought to you by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. You guys should know it by now. You know I'm always drinking it over the weekend, whenever I have a free moment. It is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. It's only 95 calories with a 5% ABV, so you know it will get the job done, especially now that summer is here. Memorial Day weekend is behind us, which sounds so crazy. So you could get it in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime in four packs or variety eight packs. It's mucho delicious. So be sure to get yours and follow them at Drink Mamitas and tag me so we could do a little virtual cheers. Okay, guys, I'm super excited. Hope everyone had a great long weekend. I am pre-recording this because we are closed on Monday for the holiday, but don't worry, Tuesday We'll still be catching up. I still have tons to talk to you guys about. I'm going to give you a little bit of an update. Then we are jumping into an interview with Amanda Hirsch from Not Skinny But Not Fat. If you don't follow her, you have to. She is like not only a friend, but she is the biggest commentator on pop culture and celebrity news. If you think that I post it, she one-ups me by one million percent. She's always, always, always keeping me posted with what's going on in Hollywood. So we'll get into that interview with her. And then instead of doing the spill the tea segment this week, me and her just like spill the tea the entire second half of the episode. So I'm not going to be doing that this week since we talked about Kravis, aka Courtney and Travis for like 45 minutes and MGK and Megan, Megan Fox and all of that. And then, as always, I'll just close up the episode with the Ask Alyssa segment where I answer your advice. But first, hey, Mackenzie. How's it going? It's going. It's going. I um, had an interesting response to our high school sports oh, um, really? conversation last week. Oh. People were like telling me how triggered they felt that they also had <laughs> yes. really traumatizing high school sports experiences. Oh, my gosh. So with that said, I told you guys how I got an in-school suspension in high school, but I want to tell you how I got an in-school suspension in middle school. Oh my God. (laughs) I didn't even know they had suspension in middle school. Oh yeah. Um, Quite the troublemaker. (laughs) I, let's see, this was something that I couldn't talk about for, I'm not kidding, 10 years oh like my, God. my friends would bring it up and I'd be like it's too soon you were like traumatized traumatized oh my gosh. I was made out to believe that I was a full-blown criminal <laughs> and I was so traumatized and now I could like look at it in hindsight and laugh my ass off because it's really funny right so there was this there was these groups of boys um in my middle school who made they took their mechanical pencil basically apart And, like, MacGyvered it into a slingshot. So you would, like, put a rubber band and you would, like, remove all these parts. And then you'd Uh be able to actually pull one end of it. And when you would let go, you'd be able to stuff something in the other end and it would release it. Like a slingshot. And so it would shoot out whatever you put in it. Yeah. 
So whatever you put in it had to be like kind of long and thin because it had to fit in a mechanical pencil. Right. So I'm always like very good with my hands and like artsy and that like kind of learner. Class, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I see people making these and in my head I'm like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. So I go home after school. I make a mechanical pencil slingshot. <laughs> I go upstairs into my mom's beauty cabinet, take out a Q-tip. Yeah. And I removed one end of like the cotton on the Q-tip mm-hmm. so it would fit in the oh yeah the gun yeah. <laughs> yeah and then the other end had like the puffy q-tip on it yeah and i was slingshotting q-tips around the house yeah like keep in mind these things were light as a feather like right it didn't hurt anyone, hurt anyone yeah. no it was a q-tip and i showed my mom i remember sitting in the kitchen being like look mom and she just rolled her eyes and kept cooking like she couldn't care it didn't less. matter to her yeah so I go to bu- I go to school the next day. I take my mechanical pencil slingshot on the bus, and I'm shooting Q-tips. Yeah. And I accidentally hit this girl with one. Oh, but like no. again, it's a light as a feather. Yeah. Like it maybe tapped her. Didn't think anything of it. She didn't say anything. Yeah. I was kind of showing off, playing with the boys. <laughs> Little to my surprise, um, the boys were putting um, nails in theirs. <gasps> what? And they were shooting around nails. And, like, at each other, you know, just being boys. Yeah. Like, you know, when you give someone, like, rug burn or yeah. rope burn, whatever. Right. You know, they were shooting nails at each other. Yeah. I don't know, like, how much force they had or whatever. But, obviously, that's way more dangerous than a Q-tip. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, we're at lunch in middle school. And the principal comes on the loudspeaker. Oh, no. He comes into the lunchroom oh, where all of us are there. And he said, I need to make a very important announcement. Something very serious is going on right now to like the whole lunchroom the whole lunchroom oh my God. our whole grade uh, yeah, yeah and he's like their children have been bringing weapons to school oh no <laughs> and this is not allowed they're shooting nails people are getting hurt oh my god we will be conf- like we've already identified a few people if you know anyone that has one of these devices please give us their name the bitch on the bus. Oh, my God. That you hit with the Q-tip? That I hit with the Q-tip. Oh, my God. Turned me in. Wow. So I get called into the <laughs> library. Me, 23 boys. Oh, my only God. Only girl. Called into the library for having bringing a weapon to school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a weapon. Yeah. It quotes. You- yeah. Like, what? I was sobbing. Oh I God. remember they called my mom. Um, hi, Mrs. Amoroso, your daughter brought a weapon to school. You need to come in. My mom thinks I have like a machine gun. Right, She's yeah, like, what like, the heck? Don't preface it with that. No. So then my mom, my parents were not those parents that, like they were tough love to me. They wouldn't be those types of parents that would be like, how could the school accuse you of this? They took the school side. Yeah, for sure. As a parent does. Yeah, most of the time. some. Yeah. So my parents are like, we're so disappointed in you. So I had to be in school suspension for the whole day in the library with all of the boys we weren't allowed to speak we had to sit away and i had to write i remember 600 words of why i was sorry oh my god and i remember just sobbing writing like i am so sorry for bringing a weapon to school (laughs) i'm sorry i was throwing (laughs) q-tips and i think the reason i was so traumatized for so many years of my life was because 
I felt like it put then this negative connotation that I was a bad kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was really embarrassing for, like, my mom and, like, my friend's parents that yeah, I was, like, like... people talk and they're like, yeah. oh, I must have brought a weapon. It's yes. Like, no, she didn't. But, okay. Like, I was, like, branded with all these people. Yeah, exactly. And it made me so self-conscious. Yeah, that's so funny. One time, my, this is my brother, <laughs> similar story, when he was in middle school, he, like, stole curly fries from the cafeteria because they, like, his <laughs> friends dared him to yeah. or something stupid and i don't think i think he maybe had to stay after school i don't think he got suspended or anything serious but i remember they called my dad and he, my my dad met with the principal and his, my brother and my brother was like scared shitless that my dad had to come to school and as if he's like this thief yeah and it was like a dollar for and the curly like fries all the parents are like oh that kid oh yep. steals. yeah yeah exactly yeah it's like so embarrassing so for years i was literally mortified would not bring it up yeah. i was like i can't believe i brought a weapon to school right, and yeah. like now in hindsight i'm like i literally shot a freaking q-tip you can kiss my ass right exactly but at the time you were like oh my god maybe it is a weapon like they, well, they made told, you believe and that they it told was. my mom she's been shooting nails oh my, like you know right that you just got clumped in with all the stupid yeah boys. because of this dumb girl on the bus who was the biggest bully like, right she bullied really? me for 10 years oh and then it's like you're still turning on me yeah, like exactly. oh my god the shit i have on you yeah. she used to throw people's coats out the bus windows oh my god. pick her nose and put them on her best friend's Ew. glasses no like she was such a bully that's horrible she got me in trouble so oh my god um so i wanted to share that with you guys because i'm finally willing to talk about yeah (laughs) it was that traumatizing oh my god so traumatizing so funny and then one other thing that i have one more story that i want to share with you guys just because you know this is the intro of stories and then we'll get into our interview in honor of memorial day weekend i thought i would share my favorite memorial day weekend story so growing up in the New Jersey, going to the Jersey Shore, I would go to the Parker House a lot. It's a really fun bar. Um, and Well, we would go to the Parker House, and then the Parker House would close at 10, and then we would go to the Osprey. And the Osprey is a club down the shore that has um, half club, which we call the Boom Boom Room, and oh half band room. The Boom Boom Room. Boom Boom Room. So yeah, fun. I love that. So me and my friend Chelsea were at the Parker House. We're drinking heavily. We end our night at the Osprey. We're talking to these guys. This is a few summers ago. And I'm just like drunk. We're talking to these guys. And I'm saying to Chelsea dead seriously. I'm like, when I die, I want you to spread my ashes here. (laughs) From the ocean to the Parker house to the Osprey. I want you to spread my ashes. Yeah. I'm drunk. I'm slurring. Chelsea thinks I'm saying, I want to spread my ash cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) All over this place. Oh my god! <laughs> From the ocean yeah. to the Parker House to the Osprey, I want to spread my ass cheeks. Oh and my god! She's looking at me like, "Why are you saying this in front of right. these guys? Are you trying- okay? Yeah. Yes. Like, we're trying to impress them, and you're talking about wanting to spread your ass cheeks all over this place." <laughs> Oh my goodness. So from this day on, we're always like, I can't wait to spread my ass cheeks all over that place. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, that's hilarious. So I hope that you guys spreaded, spreaded. Yeah, yeah. Your ass cheeks. (laughs) All over that place, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Spreading some ass um, cheeks. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. I just needed to share that because <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those stories that, like, it just never gets old. Yeah, no, that's actually hilarious. What, like, a. Oh, 
I, I just, don't even know. I hope you guys spread your ass cheeks all hot girl summer long. And if you want waxed and vaxed merch, it is for sale. The link in my bio. Okay, guys, I'm going to hop into my interview with Amanda right now. We are going to spill the tea. It's going to be kind of a long one, which is why today's intro was short. But if you are new here, welcome to the Tea Tribe. Stay a while. Get familiar with us. We are going to jump into the Ask Alyssa segment after my interview with Amanda. So I hope you stick around for that. Okay, guys, I am here with Amanda Hirsch, a.k.a. not skinny, but not fat. Wow, I almost just said frat. Not fat. My friend. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Alyssa. Listen, you're all business now that you're a bar stool. I know. Like, didn't look at even, this studio. Didn't even give me a chit-chat. Went right into recording. Well, you know why? And- because I was my fear was that if we chatted too much, we would say too much that I'd want recorded. That's a, I did a podcast yesterday with um, Jackie Schimmel. It was so funny. And she she said that it's such an annoying podcaster thing that we all do. It's like, save it for the vibe. Uh-huh. Save it. Like, don't. Oh, let's start. Like, like it gets in your, like, you become, you're, you're on the phone with, like, a friend who's also a podcaster. And you're like, let's not talk about this right now. <laughs> like, it's save so it. true. That's why when it's someone I know, and I know we're not going to be able to shut up, I'm like, I'm just hitting record because anything we talk about, it's probably what we would want aired out anyway. So I'm like, whatever, let's just record our actual normal conversation catching up. Um, I was asking you about beautiful baby Noah. I'm obsessed with him and your mother-in-law and father-in-law are in town from Israel. Yeah. Um, Is it just like amazing to have them here? Listen, my mom is like amazing, but she's working. She's like a full time. She's like a badass. She works all day. So like it's helpful, but it's not like I told you before we started, like the free nannies that I want in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, And Mill and Phil are like legit here to like serve. They're here to serve. Like there's not a moment she's not clearing a dishwasher, cooking (laughs) a meal, feeding. Noah gained like a hundred pounds. Like I am like, how do I keep her here? What I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. How I'm going to go back to normal life because this is, this is what life is about. <laughs> the only way to do it. And you it's, live in a building with your entire family, basically. Right. So I live with my, my mom lives in the building. My little sister lives in the building and like love them dearly. But like, listen, at the end of the day, it sounds like it's so cute that we live in the same building and we hang out and like, we're definitely too close and all that shit, but everyone has their life. Like the fact that you live in the same building, like there's still boundaries as like Mm -hmm. Courtney would say. Um, and again, my mom works full time, like harder than we all work, like to like, like old school, 6.30 p.m. vibes, you know? Mm. And she goes into the office and like my little sister works from home. So I'm not getting like, help yeah they're not at your fingertips they're not at my they're not cooking they're not cleaning they're not doing dishes and they're not you know so it is really nice listen Noah is going to be 10 months and I've been doing everything kind of like on my own and working and like everything so like props to all the you know moms out there hustling because no I mean it's amazing I feel like you though just transitioned so seamlessly into motherhood I'm like, what the heck? You're so chill, I feel like. And you're someone that, like, openly talks about having anxiety. But you seem, like, this sounds so corny, but, like, it's the job meant for you, like, to be a mom. You seem so at ease. 
Oh, that's so nice. I first of all, can I just say that I wanted to record on my end for you to make sure you have odd, good audio, but I didn't start. Oh, you're you okay. Still, you don't want it. Okay. You're so nice though. So tr- try to like be of help, but <laughs> actually no help. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I don't know how this happened because I really <laughs> went into it very scared, very anxious. I waited. I mean, I didn't wait, but like I was with my husband for 10 years before having Noah. So like, could I have done it sooner? Yeah. But I wasn't like down to, I was like, uh, no, I don't know my anxiety and my this, and I'm not gonna be able to do anything. And like, I won't be able to like, the, like I haven't accomplished shit. And you're like, you're not gonna be able to accomplish it after the baby's here. Um, and I was wrong. I was, I was very wrong. And it's very, um, it's empowering to have a baby because you're like, damn, I can do way more than I thought I was capable of. I, you know, and I can, and like, know your life isn't over and you could still work and still accomplish things and still have dreams and still, you know, even more, it's so wild, but even more, it feels like you're more hungry and you more want to succeed because you have a baby. It's not, it really, I, I, and I, I think I said this on my Instagram just because it was important to me for people to know. And that moves me so much, like to hear from people like, you know, watching you with a baby, of course, if you still don't want to have a baby, don't have a baby. Right. But, uh, for people that, um, said, you know, that seeing me with Noah or like knowing my anxiety and then seeing how, you know, I'm fine, you know, gave them comfort or like change their minds or, and you know what, as silly as that is, I am so that type of person. Like I calculated like when certain celebrities had babies just to know, like, (laughs) you know, like we're like, there's no shame in my game. You know what I mean? It's like, when did the celebrity have a baby? Oh my God. She got really great jobs after this. Like we love comparing. We love knowing where other people stand to help us kind of, you know, make decisions. So I'm, I'm so glad that it, you know, and first of all, even though I'm real, right. It's like, oh, you're real. Like you show shit. I'm still not going to like put up Noah crying and like have people's ears like pop off. Right. Yeah. So like, you're not seeing every single moment of like whatever, but knock on wood, like I've been fine, you know, mentally too, which is saying a lot because I was so scared of like postpartum depression stuff Mm -hmm. because like I think that's people's fear like when you have anxiety or you're an anxious person you're like oh I'm gonna get hit the worst you know you just assume that like if I feel this way not being pregnant I'm gonna have an awful pregnancy but I have another friend who has anxiety and she just had a baby and same thing she's so natural she's so motherly like instinctually and it's kind of just even showing me I'm like wow you it doesn't it just changes people so much I had a friend and she was one of my examples that like she's so anxious and she had like what are those called when you have like those things in your butt oh oh the with the p the uh, hemorrhoids yes <laughs> not a p not a but p. that was quick we'd be good at like charades yeah <laughs> Um, and she had hemorrhoids her whole life, like doctors upon doctors and creams upon creams and anxiety and this and that. When she got pregnant, zero anxiety, zero hemorrhoids. What the heck? And I, and I think that I had this like, 
hope that like getting pregnant and all those hormones are going to reverse like all the shit I want reversed still. <laughs> like yeah. no more headaches, like no more, <laughs> you know, anxiety. Like, and I, I think a, I went into it positive and I think that does help with anything. Right. So I don't think it's like a cure all whatever, but I think like your tood like wing everything. And I think I went into it being like, do I think you can ever be ready? Ready? No. Am I the most ready? I could probably be. Have I weighed all the things? Have I come to this the most in my mind prepared? And for me, that works, right? People can get knocked up and have a baby and be fine. For me, like I needed that preparation, needed to know where I was in my life, needed to know that like my anxiety was at a stable place. Mm -hmm. And, um, and thank God, because, you know, I, got through the pregnancy fine the birth fine and so far so far so good that's amazing I one thing that you also talk about you're talking about this on your podcast with um the foster sisters about your like fear of elevators I okay so we talk about mental health a lot on here and like I want to dig into that is that your only fear or are there other like weird quirks that you might have um, well, A, I was supposed to come to record with you in person. If I would have come and there weren't stairs, I would probably, like, call you to come get me. I was thinking, I'm like, thank God we're on the second floor. I literally thought of it. Oh, really? That's yeah. so cute. Well, I, I've always managed. It's really funny because, like, I try to think back in my fear, like, how did you manage your whole life? You know what I mean? And if you see, if you listen to the to Erin or her talk about it, which I force her to every time I talk to her and she's probably <laughs> over it, um is that because it's fascinating because again it's not misery loves company but like you love relating to people on the weirdest levels of like you know because you feel like such a freak yes. when you when you have things you know and like it's you're not you know and it took me years to accept myself and um you know I'm lucky to have a husband as annoying as I make him sound on Instagram <laughs> he except like too much like enables me like says it's so okay you know he would take me everywhere take me up the elevator when shit was really bad wait for me downstairs like really enabling like you know whatever but when my fear is like at a normal level it's just like I need someone in there it could be a killer it could be a killer in the elevator as long as there's someone there. Like, I could literally be like, you're going to kill me? Fine. But could I get off at four? Like, and you walk me. Um, so when I lived in Israel, it's like living in L.A. or living in, I don't know, places that are in New York where, like, you don't have to face the elevator situation so often. If you're Fair, going to a yeah. medical building or a hospital or an office, like, okay, but then I deal with it. Then I'd hop in the elevator with someone in New York. It's like FML. Is there anywhere you can go that doesn't, you know, you can't, you no, can't, you really can't, you really can't. So I've had my ups and downs with it. I've had actually a point in my life where, um, I completely got over it. Hmm. Not with every elevator. I think with my work elevator and like my home elevator, like ones that you were comfortable with. Exactly. And I would go in and like be fine and did it. And then I think there was like a point where my anxiety kind of backtracked. So my fear backtracked and like, I was so scared to have, you know, a baby and like go fucking deal with a stroller, you know, mm -hmm. how are you going to do that? 
and again it's like one of those things where if you put your mind to it so like in my mind i was like there i'm taking the elevator with noah so like with noah i take the elevator it's like yeah, this you're weird... like i have someone with me i'm like you're gonna protect me because it's not great noah <laughs> um it was weird because i used to be able to do it with my dog leo and it was so weird and this is how anxiety sometimes is so freaky to me is like mm-hmm. I used to feel safe with Leo. He used to be kind of like a service animal, like, oh, I'll take Leo up and down to the laundry, poor dog, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and then one day I'm in the elevator with him and like it jumped a little bit or something. Oh no. And I look over at Leo, I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna do for me right now? <laughs> like, how are you helping me? And legit, it was like a magic, like, it's like, like Freaky Friday shit, like it switched. And I'm like, nothing, you can't do anything for me. You're, you know, you're worthless. And um, at that, so it's, listen, it's an ebb and flow. It's an ebb and flow. Uh, we all have our things. Listen, I'm not gonna out my little sister, like her whole phone is pictures of her oven, okay? To make sure it's off. Exactly, you're so, Alyssa, <laughs> you are. It's so good. I'm just so intuitive. What can I say? No, I have friends that do this with straightening irons. Yes. Yes. I've seen that. So yeah, her whole phone is fucking the oven. But also, Amanda, it's because I'm fucking insane too. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. Are you kidding me? You think, okay, this is my weird thing. Ever since 9-11, which is like obviously was so traumatizing as like a fifth grader living 25 miles outside of New York. I've always had, like, an escape route in every house, every, like, I know how to get out. Like, it's so, it's like, so, like, in my house growing up after 9-11, I was like, okay, if an intruder comes in the house, which I don't know why, like, an intruder is where my head went. I was like, I'm going to go into my dad's office, close the door, I could hop out onto the roof, and then I could hop out onto the deck, hopefully not break my legs, <laughs> and run off the deck. In all my apartments, I'm like, okay, like I, if there's a fire in the kitchen, like I have these weird escape routes in my head, but like living in New York, you can't really have one. Like there's one way in and one way out. I I mean that I have that too, honestly. And it's like (laughs) the same thing if I'm in a cab, you know, and I'm like not feeling so safe. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're going to roll out onto the highway, you know, like the thing you call your mom, (laughs) I'm like, mom. Oh, have you ever done that? My mom is the worst. I'm like, hey, say I'm in a sketchy Uber. I'll be like, hey, mom. And she'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm in an Uber hoping she gets the hint, you know? And she's like, oh, like, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, just stay on the phone with me, mom. She's like, why? What's going on? What's going on in the Uber? And I'm like, you're so obvious, mom. Like, just stay on the phone with me. Do you oh, do my that? God. I used to. <laughs> I used to pretend to call my dad and pretend that he was a cop, but like so obvious, but this was not an Uber. This is when I'd walk home really late at night, which yes. looking back, how did my mom let me walk home at like 2 a.m. when I was like 16? But I'd see someone behind me, which like in retrospect, how fucking scary is that? But I'd see somebody <laughs> behind me and be like, hey, dad, so when are you getting back from the station where the guns are? Oh, Okay. So you're going to come back from the station in the cop car and be right here in two seconds. You're going to, you're, oh, you're actually following me. That's crazy, dad. Just like these really over the top, like, you know, wild things. Right now I do. I send lives to my husband whenever I get in like a cab or something. 
Um, and I send him like, uh, um, yeah, like a live so he sees where I am. And it's really funny because once in a via, I accidentally pressed help, right? No. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like so anxious, right? I'm like, oh my God, all the cop cars and the ambulances and the help are going to come sirening, right? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing fucking happened. Nobody came. No and alarm I'm... sounded. <laughs> no alarm went off. Nobody came to save me. A helicopter didn't come swooping for me to like jump, <laughs> like he- like nothing. So I don't know if we should trust the like help buttons on these apps. No, one time I literally called 911 and like no one answered. <laughs> Wait, can we know why you called 911 It was so dramatic. So I've called it a few times. So (laughs) one time, this is like really, like you know you're too old. Me and my sister took this dance class together in high school that we don't speak of. Like it didn't happen. We don't talk of it. We're too embarrassed. Like she was like 16. I was like 14. We were so bad. Like (laughs) just like that moment of our life didn't happen. And my sister was old enough to be driving us to dance practice with her permit permit she hits the car in front of us and me my mom and my sister were like what do we do and my mom's like I think we have to call someone like we have to alert someone we can't just drive away so I'm like I'll call 911 first of all that's like not who you call I call 911. Literally no one answers. We hang up. The other car drives away. And we were like, I guess we're just going to keep it moving. Oh, my God. That's scary. But picture having your permit and getting in an accident. My sister was, like, dying. She's Traumatized? Oh, yeah. She's the worst driver to this day. Um, amazing. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about that because I have weird shit, too. Like, okay, one of my other weird things is I – I always have to step onto a plane with my right foot and off of it with my left foot. Have you ever heard this? I leave, which is funny because you're not Jewish. But I'm superstitious. Right. So, yeah, we leave our house with our right foot for good luck. But, like, do you notice? And step on the plane. Actually, my mom will also be like, and step on the plane with your right foot. But then do you notice that you, like, do that in other things in life? Like, you're going through your doorway and in your head you're like, oh, my right foot. Because that's what started to happen to me. I was doing it on planes. And then I got off the plane and I'm like going through the airport. And I was like, okay, bitch, like this stops here. Like it's one thing to have like your weird thing on the plane. But like this isn't following you to the mall. You know what I mean? Like you have to. So I kind of just cut that. And I was like, you're not going to die if you step with your left foot. But I and then I also play the same song every single time we take off. Like I have like really weird superstitions. Oh my God, that's reminding me of Megan Fox's interview that I put up. Did you see that? Which one? She, which made me like fall in love with her. I mean, even more is that she was, you didn't see, she was interviewed. What talk show was it on? Now I forget. How but she's she was like saying, a psychic or whatever? No, she was saying that she listens to Britney Spears when she flies because she's like, you're not going to die to Britney Spears. And she did a mean imitation of Britney. She was like, you're not going to die to like, Oh baby, baby. (laughs) And it was really so cute. And she went in this whole thing. She's like, like you might die to like, and she gave an example of like an emo song kind of thing. But she's like, put on like, and sing, put on a song, you know, you're not going down to no it's so Um, true so basically she can't listen to her own boyfriend's music otherwise she might die (laughs) 
Honestly, <laughs> totally dying to that. Totally, 100% going down with that. But that's so funny that she should have said that. She should have been really savage yeah. and added that to the interview and said, like, not my boyfriend. Wait, um, I know you're not on TikTok. And, like, I wish you were because there's so many things I want to send you. Because you, like, obviously I post a little bit about pop culture. But, like, you, like, full-time post about pop culture. And sometimes I'm like, Amanda needs to know this. And there is there was this video going around on TikTok of this, like, woman saying that she was at MGK's concert. And she saw Megan Fox, like, at the concert. And tell me if you've heard this. But she... Basically, this woman's like, um, she does telepathy, telepathy, whatever it's called. And she, in her head, was like, Megan, I sense your aura. I know you could hear me. If you hear me, give me a sign. And Megan Fox, this is all like in her head. And Megan Fox um, turned around and, and waved at her. So the girl was like, oh, my God, like Megan Fox, like she heard me. And then Megan Fox put up a picture on her Instagram story of the girl in the crowd saying, I see you. I have to chills. I just got chills. <laughs> me too. So the girl's like, we were communicating. And Megan saw me taking a picture of her. And she said to me, like, in my head, like, I don't know how they were communicating through freaking sound waves. And the, Megan said to her, like, come on, put your phone down. Don't take a picture of me. You're not like the rest of these people. Like, let's just enjoy the moment. And they were, like, literally, apparently, having a full conversation. No, it's wild. Where was this discussed? On TikTok. It's where everything goes down. You need to get one. I, 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 I don't know, Melissa. Amanda, okay. I feel very strongly that it would catapult your business towards, like, no, definitely success. If I'm going on TikTok, it's I'm going to have a Tinsta. Like, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I can't. It's not that. Just repost stuff from your podcast. Alyssa. Trust me. Leave me alone. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you this one. Send me this it. TikTok. No, I love being sent shit. I love being sent shit and not. Um... Oh, my God. Like, you just yeah, don't yes. want to go searching for it. <laughs> Yesterday, Jackie Schimmel said to me. I was cracking up. She goes, for some reason, everyone raves about TikTok algorithms. She's like, and my friends get really funny shit. And she's like, I keep on seeing Trixie Armadillo. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> so what's her face? Um, tra- uh, what's her name? D'Amelio. Oh, oh, Dixie. <laughs> she's like, I keep on seeing Trixie Armadillo and friends like on okay. my page. Yeah, it's my thing with Courtney. Like, can we ever yes. be friends? Because Courtney Kardashian has been viewing your stories. What do you mean? Hasn't Kourtney she been? And Travis. Yeah. Like, there's one day I open. Okay, so this is how it works. Obviously, like, I d- can't see who views my story because, like, go in the millions of people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, you're. I'm not going to scroll down, right? But I when agree. they're verified, like, all of a sudden, imagine you pop up your story because we're narcissists and look at ourselves right yeah, you look at the and first I, like 10 and then I see Travis Courtney like boom 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 and I'm tapping through mine cringing at myself because like god knows what the fuck I put up everything that just happens in my day and it's like 
more. Like I was like, like they watched you know, everyone. They watched every single one. And I'm like, in my head, like, how did it happen? And the thing is with Instagram, like, I know that it's such a small world and I know how easy it is to like get exposed to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which is why I don't get excited about every single thing. So like, if someone's like, Oh, you know, Chloe, uh, liked your meme. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to like pee my pants because like Chloe saw a funny meme and she liked it. She doesn't care. It was like my meme. Do you totally. get what I'm saying? Okay. But, but if they, f- if you're going through my stories and you're like seeing baby Noah and you're listening to me be like, man, 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 and you still are going, yeah. then like, we're in a different level over here. No, they like you. I'm convinced. Yeah. And also, Amanda, they fucking flew Nori's black book out to be on the show. What if Courtney wants to get you on the Hulu show for being such a stan? So Nori's black book is so cool and so savage and so <laughs> confident that, like, I could never. Like, she literally <laughs> went on, was more, like, more, looked more comfortable in front of the camera than them. Honestly. She was unbelievable. She was unbelievable. She was like, this is my thing. Oh, you're not offended? Cool. Oh, North is really a bitch? Great. Like, <laughs> she literally- She was so confident. So confident. I would literally be shaking in my tits. <laughs> like, I don't even know what it would look like. I could just imagine, like, what it would feel like. You know what I mean? Like, and I would be not- Out of body. I It would be out of body. Like, it would be- it would be out of, I like, the thing is with me is like, I like comfort zone. Mm. So like, I, I don't like putting myself in situations that I won't, you know what I mean? I'm like hesitant to put myself in situations that I won't feel completely comfortable in. Exactly. Like if I've met Courtney, I'd probably be like, do you want to meet at Starbucks? Like at least somewhere that I know, <laughs> yeah. like that I, <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. If, if baby Noah, I love that. I call him baby Noah has one name. If baby Noah could have a play date with any of the Kardashian children, Kar- Kardashian or children, who would it be? Oh, I know. I think, I think shy because you know what? They seem to be like, you know, first of all, I'm shallow and she's so gorgeous. She's the most um, beautiful baby I've ever seen. She's stunning. Um, now I remembered you once. We we're so funny, Alyssa, because you posted it. And I was like, copycat. And you're like, oh, my God, did you say that? Should I tag you? And I was like, Alyssa, I'm kidding. Wait, okay. We can all- Do you want to know why I freaked out? So, Amanda, I posted something about loving baby Chicago. And Amanda DMs me saying copycat. It was my first day at Barstool. <laughs> And I was getting so much hate, Amanda, just from, like, random, like, men on the internet. So my anxiety was at a 10,000. Normally, I think in a rational mind, I would have known you were kidding. Yeah. But I think because I was in such a state of anxiety, I was like, now she hates me, too. Oh, my God. Poor baby. I was like, copycat. And you're like, what did you say? Where? I was so I was like, Alyssa, what's happening? I was in a really bad place. But she is, she's so cute. And the thing is, like, Rain is cray-cray. Like, we know Rain is cray-cray. Oh, out of control. I just don't, <laughs> I know you're obsessed with Courtney, but, like, she. I don't think she disciplines her kids very much. Yeah, I think it's kind of, like, an obvious vibe. But he's, like, dropping F-bombs on TikTok, and she's just like, okay, that's enough. It's like, are you going to stop him? <laughs> she doesn't care. I mean, Courtney and fucking Scott as as parents, you know, like, can you deal? 
Wait, Which so- is kind of a vibe. Like, they'll be fine, right? They'll be fine. I've been agreeing with all of your hot takes to a T um, regarding Courtney and Scott because everything you're saying is like what I'm feeling. I started watching Kardashians from the beginning and I was like, they were only happy together for like a month. The whole beginning of their relationship, Scott was like treating Courtney awful, cheating on her. Then they got together. She got pregnant. He was not there for her in the beginning. They never had this like picture perfect romance that we all like envision in our head. So watching yeah. it back, I was like, no wonder why she's so closed off to him. Like they make us feel bad for him now, but it's like she's so done with it. You could tell she's just shut down. She's like, you haven't changed. And like you've think, kind of been saying that. I think because like I'm such a rational person. So at the end of the day, like I think about these things. Like, I don't, you know, it's not just an Instagram for me. Like, I'm like, I sit and think about it. I'm like, do I think Scott is hilarious? Like, it's his birthday today. And I posted like his funniest moments. Like, he's fucking hilarious, right? Like, he brings shit to the show. That's why he's been on for so long. Um, But I think that like, if I started watching it back, but even from like the throwbacks in my mind, I'm like, he was so shitty and like it wasn't social media age and it wasn't like you know as much like exposing shit but if we were to expose then we'd expose so much cheating so much partying yeah so much whatever where then we're like oh Courtney's mad at Scott again we don't exactly know why we kind of like I feel like we lived in a time where we were less judging which I do kind of love for us Mm -hmm. and wish we could be back in that time but we took things at face value right we watched and we're like oh Courtney threw all his shit on the ground oh Scott's probably doing drugs but we were just like watching it we weren't like judging the same thing with meet the barkers like i loved meet the barkers and again it's something i want to start watching again i remember thinking shanna was so hot i remember thinking they were so sexual but now people are like oh don't you remember shanna was so lazy she didn't do anything she didn't help with the kids like she slept all day and i was like no because i wasn't fucking like judging people then for it's some reason. so like- true like even re-watching the hills i'm like Lauren Conrad was kind of a mean friend. Like, now that I'm an adult, uh, like, we made her, like, the one on the pedestal, and Heidi was the villain, and now watching it back, I'm like, she was so mean to Heidi. Like, when you rewatch stuff as an adult, you think of it so differently. Yeah. Um, Shanna blocked you, right? Yeah, upsetting, um, because I do think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, I know you're laughing, but, like, I'm really la- tell me the truth to my face. Is like, I'm laughing did because- I say anything bad about Shanna, specifically? I'm laughing because this is what you always say, and I always want to, like, give you my two cents. You're always like, what did I do to get them to block me? And in my head, I'm like, you've been posting about them. Not Even if you're not saying anything bad, yeah, you're still um, adding fuel to the fire. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like you're perpetuating like chatter around them. So they're just like, fuck this girl probably. Not like you're personally attacking them. Because you don't do that. But babe, do you think that Shanna doesn't want the attention? Is Shanna hiding from the chatter? Shanna's at an Instagram live every night with her boyfriend and nobody fucking cares. Everybody that's watching her Instagram live is watching it so ill-intentioned You're that, like, yeah, as so a friend, right. I would want to tell her, like, babe, no one is watching this supporting you. Do you know what I mean? Or being yeah. like, Shanna, I love you. Everyone's watching this. 
screen grabbing, screenshotting, screen recording, trying to find you doing something. So like, I feel kind of bad, but at the same time, and I, and I believe me, I, th- I thought about this and Alyssa don't say every time. Cause I haven't been blocked by many people. And no, I'm not I just, the type of person. I just, just Alec Baldwin Alec Baldwin. <laughs> that's who I meant. No, but okay. I don't think it's a negative thing. Cause I don't think you're doing it negatively. What I meant is, and myself included, we're a- adding to the chatter as in like, we're reposting these things and they're like, fuck this. I don't want to be dragged into this, but you yeah. just had the best counterpoint of all time. Everyone's, everyone's doing this. And like, what are you going to block us weekly, E online daily? All of that's, there's a fine line between people that commentate on like pop culture and then people that are like vicious and mean. And I don't think you do that at all. I think you just recap stuff. Yeah, even with uh, Hilaria Baldwin, which like I was very much into HB2. Um, and again, I know that maybe I'm looking at it wrong is like, yes, was I reposting a lot of the findings and the videos? I was honestly like, per- like, I couldn't, I was like brain exploding emoji about this all day. Yeah. Because it was wild. It was fascinating. And I wasn't even offended personally until I had Liliana Vasquez on my podcast and she's Latina and she explained to me like why it's like not only entertaining and like crazy but also problematic which obviously I wanted that point of view but my entire vibe was like watch this video this is insane watch yeah. it so like yes of course I wouldn't be like oh that girl's so cute um but at the end of the day for some for that magnitude of it's on the New York Times uh post page six TMZ it's literally in publications so like it's not like this is internet chatter this is not like this is some troll which like I would block her too um but yeah I get it I don't like that that it comes with the territory because I like to be liked me too so like I some people like you know look at these kinds of things like notches on their belts yeah they get off on it yeah, they're like blocked by so like no. I was supposed to actually have Shannon on the podcast. Her booker follows me and was like telling me things, and I was like, oh my god, I would love to have Shannon. And she was like, oh, I asked her, she's down. This was like a few days before, um, and she even said like she's down, obviously to answer questions about like Kravis, and wow. we know you're super into them, but like, well, I don't know. She also wants to talk about uh, I don't even remember what. And then a few days later, and the thing is this, like, I feel very uncomfortable talking about the kid situation, Yeah, but they're laying it out on social media. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, it's not like I'm at their house eavesdropping, like putting out the unpublished recording. It's like the kid is saying on social media shit, the mom, the mom is saying on her Instagram shit. But you know what? I honestly did like Shanna's response when she was asked at the beginning before it got like really messy, she was asked like, you know, why are the kids always with Travis? And I liked her answer. She was like, listen, he is the richer one. He lives behind two gates. His house is like crazy and they like being there. And I was like, fair, like that sounds fair. And like, I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, she's so petty. She's so, because imagine even being divorced from your husband for 10 years, like, I would be a little salty about my husband dating a fucking hot Kardashian. 100%. My kids being obsessed with said hot Kardashian, like to the point of like every single thing she posts, 
they fucking repose like every child. Yeah. Like how jealous would you be if your kids were so obsessed with your dad's girlfriend? Like that's like grounds for going crazy. Like I'd honestly I'd be very jealous. So jealous. And the other thing is, and I posted this when Travis went on Amber Heard's like podcast or whatever, I don't know. It's a few years ago, maybe even six years ago, a few years ago. Mm. They were talking about like relationships. I guess they answer relationship questions. And one of the questions he got asked was like very specific, like how do you, you know, keep living with your ex like in the same house? And he was like, listen, it's like really hard. Like, and basically said that him and Shanna were like still hooking up and like didn't have boundaries for a while. So for us to say they divorced this year, why is she so salty? Like, we don't know until when they were still slipping it in. That's you know? a really good point. Yeah. You're right. I heard that too. It's like that could have been going on for years. Yeah. That could have been going on for years. They were both single. They have kids. Like she's hot. He's hot. We know they were sexual because he's sexual and she was sexual with him on the show. And do you so- think it's all too sexual? Him and Courtney. And I don't, not to shame them being sexual together, but I mean, like, is it too much for us as consumers to see? Like, I feel like they want us to know that they have crazy sex. Yeah, it might be a little, I've started, you know, I took off my pink goggles a little bit, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Because at first I was like, everything you do, I die. And now I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." just because like, I'm not one of those people that's like, when people share too much and like, what does it mean? Like, I'm not saying it's like too much to show or I'm just saying like, there is something that's maybe beginning to be a little bit like, he doesn't need to repost every post. Yes. Like, like he doesn't need to repost a push post, like you there's know? No, like they're not discreet at all. Yeah, not discreet. And like, maybe give it to us in like little bits you know but it's been a lot and again he shares every single picture of hers of his Mm -hmm. they comment on each other's posts within the minute within the minute wow okay and I know because I checked it feels very high school and it's so funny because my mom is like super intuitive and she's said for 10 years like watching the Kardashians she's always said Courtney's really immature and like I'm I was young myself and I was like "What, what do you mean and now that I'm like thinking about it I think she's right because like she does hang out with like Addie and like Harry Hudson and she's acting like a high schooler in love and like do you think that at 41 we're gonna be like different than we are now I do think she has like a childish like energy to her that's like very almost like high school yeah even at 41 I do get those vibes and whatever good for her because it keeps her young but I definitely like their relationship to me is like first love type of relationship yeah it's definitely first love vibes and listen I think at the beginning when our shipping Kravis was like really at its peak was because we love to see friends for years you know family friends all this shit similar age kind of vibe you know similar family values uh coming together 
it's such a beautiful love story that we can see a future with. It's not just like, oh, she's hooking up with like a 24 year old or whatever. So obviously we're going to ship. Also, he's such a sweet human from what we know of him. Mm -hmm. Like he really seems sweet and seems on the same vibe as her family wise. Um, and the kids, they're both like with the kids. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah, there's something happening lately with the tattoos. You know, first of all, the tattoos are not, um, impressing me because like if I was dating Travis Barker and he didn't get my name tattooed. 100%. Like, of course you're going to get my name tattooed. You're all tattooed. Every inch of his body is tattooed. It's like. Yeah, every inch of your body, like you eat pizza, you get pizza tattooed. Like, it's not supposed to flatter me that you're getting this tattoo. 100% agree. 100%. People were like, he got Courtney. T-. I'm like, he literally got like the this poop shape from last night tattooed. <laughs> like he doesn't, he, but also that is a little bit, when I see people that are a little bit like too much, I think that anything of something sometimes is like a little worrisome. So like when he put up in the middle of the night, the other night, like tattoo artists in LA needed right now. I was like, right now, like, like go to sleep. <laughs> Like, like it's a lot or like in the same vibes I get, which is like a big shift, but like, you know, Dean and Kaylin from Bachelor Nation. Yeah. So like, oh, he's I so 100% hot. agree with this analogy. But like Dean literally jumps out of planes on the Dizzle, like on the Dizzle, he's rolling out of motorcycles, uh-huh. jumping out of hot balloons. Kaylin is pushing him. And this isn't you guys. I'm not like exaggerating like this is a situation she's literally pushing him out of the hot air balloon i saw it yes this is the best analogy Mm -hmm. so like to me i'm like cute adventurous slash i don't know no but it's a it's a good example of the woman kind of not i don't want to put a gender on it of couples like morphing into each other's like like um hobbies yeah and becoming a little bit too like needing that like with Dean, I think for me, it's more, I mean, the fact that Kaylin got hiking boots, like stopped get, get putting on makeup, like all a vibe, I'm here for it. It's fine. Um, and I ship, I really do. But I just feel like it's dangerous to be with someone who needs that kind of adrenaline rush twice a day. Like we're talking yeah. extreme, extreme here. So like with Travis, it's like, He's been through a lot. We know whatever, but like, I don't know. Should we be concerned that he needs to get a new tattoo every day? That's such an interesting thought. Like addicted <laughs> to the pain. <laughs> no, because now I'm like, now I'm a little. Babe, some- he's gotten a tattoo every day for the past month or something. I don't know. Every fucking day. It gives me kind of like. I don't want to put this out there because I want them to be happy, but it gives me a little bit like hot and heavy crash and burn vibes. Like well, that's what people are saying. Yeah. And I don't want that. to No, be me either. That's why I don't, I hope I, I hear he's such a great person. So I'd like to believe that's not the case. And they've also known each other for years. Like this yeah. may not be their first time giving things a go. It might just be their first time giving it a go that we know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that, oh, they've been friends for 10 years and this is their first time, like, kissing. Well, I really want the, like, that I would die to know because. Me too. We know what it's like to be, like, friends with a dude. Like, if you're friends with him for that long, like, either you're not attracted. So you're like, so when did it happen? That yes. This shift. 
or you've been all along or have you been which like that might be it because when I looked at like clips which like Courtney might be a flirt with like seriously everyone secretly so like Mm -hmm. I don't know but when I was watching clips and like he was there at Christmas and she's like Trav are you coming I don't know there was a moment where I was like she's a little like flirtation that's what I mean like it might have been happening but yeah but that's a long time to not like you said, maybe they tried it, maybe they didn't. But yeah, listen, if I was dating Courtney and she has that body, my hands would be on her ass all day too. Like, but yeah, but there is like the first picture with the hand on ass, hot. The mm. seventh picture with the hand on ass, you're like, wait, is there like, is there like some dominance going on? It gives on? me Christian Grey vibes. Yeah, there's a lot of, there are monkey bars. Like, remember those yeah. stories with, like, the monkey bars? You know they use, and also since when is Courtney so sexual? Like, since when is she so sexual? I have this theory that they're all having, like, a like a lot more sex behind the scenes than we're privy to. Like, they all definitely have, like, secret hookups that are just not in the media. Yeah. Like, do you think the whole thing, remember the rumor going around that Kim was dating Van Jones? Yeah. I really want that to be a thing. I am down to like see Kim dating. Like I feel yeah. like that we were way we were less in the like I feel like I was less in in this like when she was with Reggie and like whatever we were watching the show like there wasn't much to like cover, mm. you know, post sex tape. And I feel like I I want to see her in the dating world and I want to see her like hugging up even though like kind of poor Kanye, but yeah. Yeah, but he'll get his own too. They wait. I feel like there was just a rumor the other day that he was hooking up with someone with Irina Shay. Yes. Which, Did you post that or was that Dumois, whatever that's called? Dumois posted it, but I reposted it because I was like, "Wait, what?" I uh, that would blow my mind. No, that would blow my mind. That would blow my mind. Well, then I guess Kim just has to get with Bradley Cooper because that's the only thing in my head that could reconcile this. <laughs> no, honestly, but Irina's <laughs> really, yeah. She but but then she posted I think that like, yeah, it might be just like friends or how does that happen? How does Kanye fucking get to Irina is my question. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's so much, like, inner workings that even people like you and I who eat, sleep, and breathe celebrity pop culture, we don't know about that goes on behind the scenes. Wait, what we were saying before just about reporting on celebrity news and stuff, I think what you do such a good job at is, like, sharing commentary from, like, the viewer's perspective, not, like, a media perspective. Like, you're just giving your own personal thoughts versus, like, diplomatic e-news who can't take a stance. And I think that's why you have such a cult-like following. But what I also think is interesting, I know it happens to me, so it must happen to you a lot. There's stuff that we get DM'd that it's like, I'm not going to be the one to break the news. Do you ever feel that way? Like, there's information that you're told that you're, like, I'm just going to wait until this comes out in the press because, like, I don't want to be the one to, like, get my hands dirty on this. Well, A, like, I'm not Dumois, right? So I'm very, yeah. like, I'm not about, like, usually, right? That's not how that I I'm feel. Like, yeah, I'm not, like, a curated person. So, like, if something's interesting, I'll obviously pose on a thing. But in general, I think when Dumois started blowing up, everyone felt like everyone was Dumois. Mm-hmm. And you could just, like, send your tips so I get a lot of DMs that are like, by the way, I hooked up with so-and-so and he has a big penis or like this and that. And I'm like, 
and I must I fucking love knowing that shit me thanks too. for sharing like thanks for thanks for telling me love to like I'll get like I slept with MGK and he's the best sex I ever had you know or so I'm not gonna like you know if it's like something wild like I might post it but um but again I feel like I'm just sticking to my lane sort of in that sense like I'm not here and I don't want that to like that's not because listen getting to that whole thing of like posting something that just one person said to Mm -hmm. you you know um that's why I think I make it very clear like even when the HB2 stuff was going on I literally got a call from the New York Times to I don't know if I ever told you this that's wild as a commentator on as an expert (laughs) on the fucking matter right so (laughs) First of all, I guess I did feel like I made it that day. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, finally, like stamp of approval. But um, I literally told a reporter, like, I didn't break any of this shit. Like, I don't, I, I didn't even read, like, I got sent shit to me. Yeah. I'm commentating on it. I'm like seeing what's out there, but I didn't uncover this. If people uncovered this shit from like tweets, like years ago, like, that girl ain't me like I'm just covering it and mm-hmm. um and I think at the end of the day like people liked like my commentary on it because obviously information you could find anywhere and I did also very much make that clear like I'm not that bitch I did not uncover this I did not sleuth this out um but but yeah my 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 grandiose opinions didn't end up getting published in the story but I felt really we honored to be part of that moment in history because the New York times article was the one that not only like was covering the story, like every outlet was, but interviewed her. Like that's where she spoke for the first uh, time on it. Not that she ended up fucking saying anything, which no. was like kind of disappointing. Cause her response was again, everything we've heard her kind of dilly dally around. Yeah. Um, but I was like, thank you for allowing me to partake in this moment in history because, and honestly, like again before Liliana Vasquez came on my podcast and really made me understand the problematic aspect of her behavior I was taking it at face value of like inner fucking tame yeah like like you thought it was hysterical like yeah I still do yeah she's still like everyday Dios mio and I'm like the bitch is committed the bitch (laughs) is committed and I love it and you know what I think she's a great mom I think she's like a gorgeous person, mm-hmm. you know, like I think she's so pretty and she looks like she's like her whole life are her kids, you know, like I'm sure she's a good person and she has her shit. And like she, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Should we give her some props for like sticking it. to it? <laughs> yeah. I don't, but I don't know if she's just not self-aware or she, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, I think she's just like, I'm married to this storyline. Like, we are committed. We're going full steam ahead. And she's just committed to it. There's no turning she's back. Committed. Yeah, I think it's like, I think that's actually like her. Yeah, she doesn't. It's become her reality, though. It, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's not her being like, oh, I'm sticking to the storyline. I think that's her reality. And like, she doesn't give a fuck that like, we don't understand it. And she's doing her thing and she's like how do you say doppel yesterday she was like am I saying doppelganger wrong like she's saying things that she knows <laughs> like I and I didn't even post it because I was just Stop. like I can't every day you know 
say she said CS said today. Like she's CS saying every day. You know, she's yeah. CS saying every day. Like she's living this life. She's living this life. Like that's it. That's it, you guys. My friends run into her at like bar classes all the time. With her like tights till the middle of her They just say feet. she's like extremely slender with a huge ass rock. Oh, she's like her is diamonds. Tiny. Yeah. She's so tiny. Everyone's like, the ring is blinding. <laughs> Oh, she loves and listen that like it. I couldn't like. Oh my God, she's a she's what she's a hoot. She's a hoot. <laughs> she is. She needs to be on the Housewives. Like she she's needs that like their reality show, which like Alec is never home. She's always on Facetime with him. She has five kids on her face and like Al Alec on Facetime. Like I don't know, he's like never home. Um, she is like with two babies on her bosoms, like these giant heads. <laughs> That is wild. Like, it's just a frantic. Like, I want to be a fly on the <laughs> wall too. in that household. No, dying to be. Um, Amanda, this was so fun. I love your opinions. I'm going to send you the uh, Megan Fox video, the psychic video. <laughs> Please do. And where could everyone follow you for pop culture? I think your stories are, like, the best thing ever. Not skinny but not fat on instagram no tiktok and the <laughs> podcast by the same name not skinny but not fat i love it thank you so much amanda thank you Alyssa. love you all right guys ask Alyssa. these are becoming very popular so i hope i could do my best to give you some good advice okay number one help me list what was it like moving away from your family when you're so close to them my mom literally said she would feel quote hurt I'd only be moving one and a half hours away without traffic, but I know I obviously wouldn't see them all the time. I'd also be following my boyfriend and his job. There's really no other reason I need to move, so my mom feels like I'm sacrificing way more than him. I don't know what to do. I'm tossed. I don't know if I'll like it where I'm moving because I've never lived anywhere but home, and then again, I could also love it. I'm scared I'll hate it and be stuck, though. My mom said it's my decision, but it sucks knowing I don't have her approval. Hmm. that's sad I also kind of get I get your mom not wanting you to move solely for your boyfriend yes yeah I get that too yeah you don't want to like up and root your life just for somebody else exactly especially if it's just her boyfriend she said yeah like I mean I guess it depends how long they've been together but no I get that too even if it's like the love of your life like you still want to put some thought into that. Like, make sure you have a job when you get there or, like, make sure there is some reason that you want to be there, too. I agree. That's 100% so well said. So I think I think it's unfair for your mom to be upset that you're moving away from her because, yeah. you know, parents have done their job. They've raised you. You're an adult. You can make your own choices. If there's an opportunity for you an hour and a half away, that's, like, not crazy. Yeah. You could... That's also still so close. So close. Like, yeah. my college was, like, an hour and a half, and it felt like nothing. Yeah, mine was three, and it was kind of, like, a good distance. Yeah, exactly. So, I think in terms of moving away, your mom doesn't really have, like, necessarily a right to feel hurt. Although, I think she raises a good... Um, concern that it has to be something that you want to do for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think there's no harm in trying. If you've never lived away from home, you just have to go into it not with a negative attitude and like with your best foot forward being like, I'm going to move and I'm going to make friends there and I'm going to yeah. do something for me. Mm-hmm. You can't just move for your boyfriend and then like sit inside all day and resent him. Right. Yeah. Because you moved for him. Yeah, exactly. And it's also not like you're doing it alone. So at least you have him to kind of lean on and meet other people maybe, but you should also 
kind of like have your own life too true like, like you maybe you could like double date with his work friends yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think i think move if it's something that you want to do for you for your relationship but go into it positive don't go into it thinking i'm gonna hate this because i've never lived away from home before right yeah for sure Okay, number two. Am I crazy for wanting to leave a full-time salary job I absolutely hate to be a nanny in a different state for a few months? No. Mm-mm. Not crazy, girl. Yeah. I think I get it. Full-time salary sounds amazing, but something in you is telling you that you want to move and do something else. Yeah. And I think you have to listen to that intuition. Mm-hmm. And you could always go back to work. Yeah. Do what you have to do. I think people that stay in jobs, I say this all the time people that stay in jobs that they hate for years on ends it's like do something to help yourself Mm -hmm. so if you hate it and it's a full-time job leave Mm -hmm. get something new try it out you could always go back to the same industry right it's exactly so I think 100% trust your gut it sounds to me like you want to do this yeah and you also don't want to stay in something too long that you don't like and then waste all that time when you could have started something new 100% when you started hating it basically that's so true okay the last one any advice on how to keep a long distance relationship going strong my boyfriend and I have been dating for four and a half years and our entire relationship has been long distance we only live an hour apart but still and we will probably be doing this for another couple years to come usually it's not a problem but in Canada due to COVID we have been in lockdown for basically a year and haven't been able to see each other in person any advice would be helpful Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. a very long time to like not see someone that That's you're dating. That's also not your fault. Right. Exactly. Like you have literally you have no control over it. Yeah. That sucks because it's not like you guys are choosing not to see each other. Yeah. Was I'm curious if there was an option for you to quarantine together and you chose not to. Yeah. Maybe. Unless like. I don't get it though. Like could you literally not drive out of your area in Canada? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I know they're in like so strict of lockdown, but I don't understand. Like, I guess maybe you can't go from like, I know that we have states. Like, I bet you can't go from like state to state. Yeah. Or like, yeah, wherever. Um, Yeah. That is a good question because I don't know how strict they've been or like (sighs) if they've been lifting anything recently. Yeah. Listen, if you're in love, meant to be going to be together forever, this sucks. But when it, when you're able to see each other, it's going to be like, wow, remember that weird year in our relationship where we were forced apart? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're choosing it. You much rather be together, I assume. So I think it's one of those things for right now. You just have to FaceTime. Make sure your communication is super consistent. Sext. Do what you have to do. Keep things interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. They're like, that means they're not sleeping with anyone else yeah. for a year. Right. I, like, yeah. You got to keep things interesting. You have to do all of those things that we say to do when you're in a long distance relationship and just know, like, it's not really your fault mm-hmm. that you're that's, not together. That's the hard part. Yeah. It's not even like a, like a, oh, like he doesn't want to come and see me I or know. like spend the time or it's like not like they're there for, they literally can't see each other, which is like kind of hard. But yeah, I mean, I've never been in a long distance relationship, but I feel like if it's a thing where like, you know, it's meant to be, like you said, then that you'll figure it out some sort of way. I have, but like after like a month I was losing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I really feel both. for you. But yeah. the fact that you've been dating for four and a half years. Yeah, that is a long time. It's like you have a very strong foundation, mm-hmm. I would assume. So just keep telling yourselves if you want to be together and you could stick through this, you'll just be thankful in the end. But I think just like 
keep doing your best and let's hope that the like the lockdown gets lifted very soon and yeah. I just like hope that you guys could be reunited I want you to write back in if and when yeah. you're reunited <laughs> yes please I need like a video of you like jumping Photos. into his or her arms yeah like I just oh wait, I think she said it was a boyfriend I just need a video and photos because this like is heart-wrenching yeah no that is very tough especially because they literally like can't do anything about it I know my only other suggestion to keep things cute is like mail a handwritten letter mm, yeah like or like mail like one of your sweatshirts with your perfume yeah vice versa mm-hmm. like maybe just try to keep things cute um yeah or like you know kind of could be cute but so corny <laughs> like have him mail you one of his sweatshirts and like sleep in it for like a oh, few yeah. weeks and then wash it and send it back and like share something like i don't know like yeah just do something that's like cute or mm-hmm. I don't know. Or do date nights. Like, oh, yeah. okay, tonight we're both going to cook steak and mashed potatoes yeah. and watch the same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, it sucks. I'm so sorry. Please write mm-hmm. in and let us know any updates. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week's Ask Alyssa. Again, I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend. And I will see you next Tuesday. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Merch is linked in bio, TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. Everything's linked. Love you guys so much. Oh, and I have a new video up on YouTube, a little makeup tutorial, so you could check that out too.